0: Good evening, sir, and welcome to the Second Tier Podcast. I'm Ryan Dilks, and I'm joined by the Wayne Rooney to my Mason Mount. It's in Peach. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. I use Mason Mount quite a lot in those shows, yeah, don't, don't I? I don't understand it either. <laughs> because Mason Mount is incredibly good, while Derby have not replaced him at all.
1: Well, that's obvious.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah? yeah, I think that's fairly obvious, as we're starting to see at the moment. But before we get on to that, Justin, how are you?
1: Uh, I'm good. You know, nearly the weekend. Yeah. Nearly ready for more football. bit more. tired after, you know, a long day at work, but you know, yeah. here we are.
0: you had a good day? You know, run of the mill. Typical Thursday. Typical Thursday, <laughs> whatever they are. Yeah, this is a midweek episode, as you say, and we don't do too many midweek episodes because... Really, there aren't that actually that min- many midweek games. There hasn't been. It doesn't feel like they've. No. Yeah, you see, at the start of the season, I thought when we first obviously started doing it, I
1: thought, oh it, we're going to be in uh, midweek recording... hell. Yeah, we're going to be doing them very often,
0: but it just doesn't feel like there's been that many midweek no. games. No, I feel like there might be a few more before oh, the end of yeah. the season. But if I you haven't listened so. to a midweek episode before, it's it's more like a streamlined version of the second tier podcast. It's very much. You know, the meat. It's a a beta. Yeah. To the full release at the weekend. Yeah. It's the... um, Starter. It's the Tim Lovejoy of the... (laughs) I don't know where I'm going with this. I was going to make a Tim Lovejoy Soccer AM kind of reference and then compare it to the absolute shit show that it is now, but... If anyone from the Soccer M crew is listening to this, uh, we would like to be a guest on there at some point. So if you do want to get in touch, then <laughs> do, by all means do get in touch. <laughs> right, let's crack on then, Justin, yeah, because please. it's been an interesting midweek, mm. a very interesting midweek to say the very least. And we had quite a few fans of numerous football clubs getting in touch with us to urge us to do a midweek episode. None more so than Nottingham Forest fans, because they picked up a very impressive win mm-hmm. away at Brentford, we'll talk about Forest first because this is a massive result for them. And we mentioned at the weekends how they are going under the radar, looking yeah. like an automatic <clears throat> promotion contender. Mm. Where we were a bit dicey about whether they yeah. could actually get into the top two. And I think one of those reasons is because I imagine you know plenty of Forest fans as well working in Nottingham. Yep. But Forest fans themselves. Don't seem that optimistic about them actually finishing in the top two. Is that something you've experienced? Not necessarily. I think it's more of a case of they've had a,
1: they've had a lot of years of mediocrity. They've they've been in promising positions and then it's it's teared off dramatically, um, or they've changed managers and expectations have dropped again. Um, so I think from my experience with Forest fans in Nottingham, they're they're playing it cool a little bit and. You know, they they're going off what Lamucci is doing. Who is as calm and cool as they come. Mm.
0: Speaking of Lamucci, did you see his little exchange with Frank? That look of thunder, (laughs) (laughs) absolutely fantastic. But yeah, the Forest fans I keep talking to don't seem um, too. They they want to get carried away. I suppose is a good way of putting it. I think Forest fans would be very happy with a top six finish Mm -hmm. uh, this season, and there's still a long way to go. For the rest of the oh, season. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but results like this are absolutely fantastic, aren't they? And mm-hmm. their way form, you can't fault it at all, can you?
1: Well, it, the, the only reason why I've not given them the credit they deserve, because they deserve a lot of credit, a ton of credit to where they've got to now, mm. is because of their home their home form. Their away form is impeccable. Um so, you know, if they, if they tidy up the home form, then maybe people will start to take notice a bit more. Not necessarily home form, but maybe home performances. Yeah. Um, but then again, tactically, I think I've alluded to it before, Lumucci's got it settled. You know, Sam Bissau and Ben Watson in midfield are a great duo. And, you know, they're one of the form teams in
0: the division because of those two and the structure they have in that midfield. Yeah, the defence, absolutely spot mm-hmm. on. The thing that we keep raising concerns about is the attack and going forwards because grabbing. If you give him chances, he'll finish them off Absolutely. all day long. Mm-hmm. But it's creating chances, isn't it? And um, Joe Lolly hasn't been at his best this season. He's he's had you know spits and spats, yep. but he seems to be in form at the moment. And when he is in form, moi, it's a joy to watch. Joe Lolle. Lolle. <laughs> we love you, Joe Lolle. <laughs> It's a very, some people might not have seen the reference, mm-hmm. but it's the Nottingham accent at its finest. Yep, there's, in a. The, there's a video of it. It's great. It's absolutely glorious. But Brentford, it's not a great result for them. <laughs> and actually, we are, you know, well, we get plenty of stick, actually, for, <laughs> uh, you know, praising Brentford all yeah, the yeah, damn yeah. time. But two results now that have been a bit, hmm. I mean, the attack... Have failed to score in mm. the last three games now. That's including the cup as well. Yep. Uh, BMW stalling a bit, but <laughs> wow, that's a good car. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh they drew at Brentford uh, a couple of weeks ago. Brentford drew at Brentford. Bre- Brentford drew at Huddersfield a mm-hmm. couple of weeks ago, and then obviously lost to Forest here. Um, what do you make of
1: that? It's obviously it's frustrating form, and there are two games that I wouldn't say they needed to win, but the Huddersfield one is is definitely winnable. Based purely on uh, Huddersfield's form of late and their position in the table, um, and obviously Brentford were in fairly decent form at that time as well. You know they've lost ten games, which is the most in the top six, and it is frustrating. And it's games like this against Forest and Huddersfield, the teams that sit back, that sometimes they do stutter, but you know they've got the best defence in the league, one of the best attacks. You know they will sustain their form, Um
0: so I do think a playoffs is a short bet for them. Mm, I would agree with that. I think really they should be looking to go even further. Although the past couple of results have seen them drop off a bit, now mm-hmm. six points behind West Brom in second. But they are quite fortunate that they have Hull at the weekend. Hull not in great form, and from the way things are looking, might be losing two of their best players. Oh yeah, actually. I'll rephrase, Their two best players. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure by the time people actually listen to this, they'll have a better idea of what happens on the final day of the transfer window. We'll go all over over that on a Sunday. Mm. Um, But at the moment, we're very much in limbo as to what's going to happen. Let's go on then to the next game, Justin. We'll go to Ellen Road, where Leeds came from 2-0 down to pick up a 3-2 win over Millwall one of those results that were was very much needed really wasn't it because yep. Forrest's forest Leeds form recently has been sloppy yeah. said the least. Yeah, they went was it one win in the last few games mm-hmm. not great at all this was very much needed especially with Jean Kevin Augustin, Augustin in the in the stands
1: yeah definitely it's, they 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 obviously have faltered um the one thing that you know, you picked up is they're conceding a lot of goals of late, um, and, it was, and it was no different um, against Millwall. Um, but what a win, and what a way to do it! You know, 2 0 down, um, and then you come back and win 3 2. It's it's the ideal way to get form going again. Um, oh, to be a Leeds fan, you know, it's it's frustrating, isn't it? Mm. And definitely, it takes years off your life. <laughs> The Birmingham result, and then this one, it's it's stressful business.
0: Yeah, but the way things are going, this could very much be a launch pad for the rest of the season, because the sign of of Augustan we have mm-hmm. been very excited about, as many Leeds fans have, and as August Augustin as well, according to his Twitter. Um, what did he say earlier? You've got to die for three points or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, oh, something along those lines. I might be actually quoting Neil Warnock there, but mm. it definitely involves the words dying for three points. Something along those lines. Maybe but- maybe Augustin was quite a Neil Warnock. Yes, Maybe he is actually a closet Warnock fan, which we all are deep inside. But either way, good result for Leeds. Sends them back top of the table. And what do you think this means for the rest of the season? Because, as I say, the signing of Augustin sets them up for a very exciting Business end of the season, it's not quite the business end yet. Oh, well, we're
1: getting there, aren't we? Um, I think, as you say, it, it can be a launch pad. Um, these sorts of games, you know, you'd, you'd hope that Birmingham would have been that, but the, you know, they still drop points. Um, but they've got obviously got Augustine to come in. Click looked superb against Millwall, so did Hernandez doing what he does. And the one thing I mentioned at the weekend is deciding if Augustine could.
0: Give Bamford a a kick up the arse as well. Well, it shows that here exactly two goals exactly so typical exactly uh, they sign Augustan and then Bamford scores Mm -hmm. two. You know what? It's it's the perfect way to prove
1: people wrong, um, and play yourself back well back into the minds of the, the coaching staff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, whether Augustan plays this weekend mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to yeah. see. Um I imagine Bamford might start just because he's, you know, the first choice striker yeah, throughout yeah, the I, season. I would I'd expect the same. Yeah, and maybe Augustan comes off the bench. We'll yeah, have to wait and see. But all. Exciting times at Leeds, Millwall, um you can't really complain too much about losing it away at Ellen Road, can you?
1: Well boy, as I to say, you know, they've they've been in good form of late. Uh tune up you'd be disappointed to 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 give goals the, goals away yeah. the way they did, um, but they'll learn from it. Um, I think I read a stat that Gary Rower, since he was appointed, he's collected the most points in the league um, of, of any of the teams. Yeah, yeah. So they've got to they've got to build up that run of form again. They, they, you know, it's fairly decent record at the moment: eleven wins, eleven draws, seven losses. That's that's not too bad, you know, for where Millwall were.
0: Yeah, well, they're only. Uh, three points off the top six. Mm-hmm. As, I, as When I spoke to Michael Avery from the Millwall Supporters Club yeah. in the second-tier meets last week, he says they're expecting the playoffs now. At the very least, um, plenty of teams definitely in and around there. Mm-hmm. So whether that happens, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, at the weekends, they have got uh, Sheffield Wednesday. So very much a six-pointer, really, in the battle for the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so let's go to... One of the incredibly weird results, really, because it's more of it's a weird result in the way that it's just not getting any better for this team, and that's West Brom. Mm-hmm. They lost away at Cardiff, and West Brom now without a win in is it seven games now? It's, it's unbelievable there, it? how much they've gone off the boil.
1: Yeah, they still only lost four games, which is. Which is mad, given that they're given their form of late. But it's it's not only that, but performances have been really poor as well. Um, that's the worry. It, unlike Leeds, you know, Leeds have sustained their performances and chances, uh, creating chances, etc. Whereas West Brom have started to falter
0: a bit. Um And yeah, no, it's another it's another damaging defeat for for West Brom. Yeah, and some of the teams they've lost to as well. I mean. Uh, Cardiff, uh, they're pretty good at home. Uh, Kind of just floating around Mm mid-table at the moment. Uh, Stoke, at home, that was a weird result. Charlton, not in great shakes themselves. Middlesbrough, Barnsley two teams that were floating around the relegation zone, well, Barnsley still are in the relegation zone. You'd expect Top League to beat them. Yeah, Drew away at Wigan as well. Mm -hmm. These are, as you say, shocking results against teams they should be winning, especially if they're wanting to go up. Mm -hmm. Um, They're still somehow in the top two. I'm not sure how that's uh, still the case, but the way things are going, surely it's got to get better at some point, hasn't it? Well, as
1: we've seen so far, and we'll go over it in more detail, they're throwing money Around, yeah, they're um, definitely
0: one team who are almost panic buying a bit, really, on it, the last day, it, aren't they? Yeah, it
1: feels like it. It does feel like it, and you know, there, there are players who, again, we expected to pick up like Charlie Austin, but he only seems to score from the spot. Mm. Um, Pereira's dropped off. Dean Garner's dropped off. and who's dropped off. I say Dean Garner's been injured. It's not really fair on him. Um, so you know, the, these are these are key players going forward for West Brom, and that's probably why they're trying to. Yeah, Phillips as well.
0: That's probably why they're trying to fill the gaps. Yeah, absolutely. They're quite lucky, really, that they've got Luton at home at the weekend. Well, You'd assume that's three points, surely, uh, because Luton. I don't, ha- I don't think Luton have won in like twelve away games now. I think, in fact, I think they've lost their last twelve away games. So surely that would be three points there. But the way things are going, I wouldn't bank on well, it at all. Yeah. Uh, let's go to one of the. What I found to be one of the more entertaining results <laughs> of midweek it was Luton three Derby two yeah, it was uh, two minutes of madness for Derby County as many of you will yep. have seen mm-hmm. on our Twitter they conceded a late winner uh, with a Jaden Bogle own goal yeah. <laughs> uh, Maxlow passes it back to the keeper the keeper picks it up it was one of the most obvious back passes yeah. I've ever seen in my life. Maxlow complains to the referee, pushes him and gets sent off. All within the space of two minutes. Derby's form recently has been quite good. It has, yeah. So really, this was a bit of a surprise result, considering how crap Luton are. But this is also a damaging result. I mean, if
1: ever a, if ever two minutes could sum up a season for a club, it's that two minutes for Derby. Uh, at times, chaotic. At times, brilliant, obviously, scoring. At times, random and weird. <laughs> Um, and that's pretty much summed up the season for Derby. Um, is it a damaging result? We'll see on, uh, we'll see, we'll see on Friday when the play time.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, their away form is abysmal. It's it is yeah. really abysmal. The contrast between the home oh form and away form is <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, the fact that that's not been addressed is. Truly unbelievable because they're one of the best home teams in the league. The second, second yeah. in the home form table. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, also worth mentioning, Wayne Rooney got his first derby goal. Deflection. Deflection. It was going right down the keeper's throat. His original shot. Still, um, all the press have been going absolutely mental about it, as yeah, you'd it expect weird. them to. But really, the Wayne Rooney's Derby County kind of joke yeah, I, I'm sure you saw the oh, yes. Sky Sports yes. <laughs> William Rooney
1: versus Manchester United in the FA Cup <laughs> yeah not even not even played uh, Northampton in the replay yet it's it's disrespectful to all of all the
0: yeah yeah unbelievable uh, but yeah good result for Luton isn't it um, oh, I still can't see them saving themselves <sighs> I, I tell you what although they have made some interesting signings they, they, they have they
1: have Um they made some good signings but watching that game in the second half, Luton were by far the, the the better team. I thought going forward, they panicked Derby every time they went forward. Derby on paper looked bad defensively, but as we pointed out on social earlier, their their goal record from conceding from open play is actually you know quite low. It's one of the best in the division. So Luton they did really well, and if they take that character and, and um, apply it to other games, I can see them picking up results. And by the way, that Empanzo goal was.
0: You say you can see them picking up results. Is that just because of the signings they made today, or because there are signs there that they can be all right?
1: It was the strength of character to come back from one 0 down against a team who have bigger sort of players in the in the side. You know, you look at Wayne Rooney. You know, Matt Clark's come from the Premier League uh, phew, like season a... pros and yeah, kind of season pros <laughs> in uh, Ben Hamer, uh, wisdom. You know, there there are there are good players in there, and some teams would might have collapsed under the pressure, especially in Luton's form. But they came out. Graham Jones said at the uh, in his post match uh, presser that you know they wanted to show Derby absolutely no respect, and that got them the result. And it's that character that I think could see them lift off the bottom of the table.
0: Fair enough. I can't see that myself because I just think they are so so average. And I'm sure they'll put in a good result a good performance every so often. I'm not convinced they'll have got enough to stay up, no matter who they signed today. Some of the players they've signed alright. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're decent championship players, not enough to keep them up. And uh, not- speaking of not enough to keep you up, let's go to the DW stadium where Wigan picked up a result against mm-hmm. Chef Wednesday, a two one win, Jamal Lowe with a last minute goal. Do you see a celebration? Uh, yeah. I, was that aimed at us? <laughs> I don't know, because I, I see so, some players,
1: you deserve stick. Mm. And... I he just, does. <laughs> he does. And to almost give it back, you know when players put the things over their ears? Yeah. But it's like, you're getting the stick because you're performing poorly. Take, take the stick. I know we said last week that you should expect players
0: to give it back. So maybe that's... Yes it's our fault yeah it's our fault I get the feeling though if a player has been so woeful yeah uh, for especially their new team mm-hmm. then you should just celebrate it with a big fist pump maybe show how much that goal means to you cupping your ear when you have been absolutely Awful. abysmal this season is a bit yeah not sure about that at all
1: if he if he does it two or three games running fair enough because you're proving us wrong
0: you're proving everybody wrong yeah You've you've done it once. But this is what, his first or second goal this season? I wanna say
1: um, was it his first? first?
0: I feel like it's his first because I don't think he scored yet this season. Um and his chance creation of him as we mentioned yeah, before it's is terrible. absolutely terrible. Um but yeah, let's let's give him a bit of praise. Yeah, because he did get the goal here, mm-hmm. and hopefully that'll be a confidence booster. Because we gave him plenty of praise at the start of the season, weren't we? We were, we we were excited by the signing. signing. We were excited
1: by it. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. And we expected a lot more. It's not delivered, but he's definitely you know, not delivered. Credit where credits due. <laughs> you know, you got in the position. It was a. It was a. A good finish, tidy finish
0: in the mm-hmm. last minute, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a little header that he flicked over, you know, um, yeah. Dawson. So, um, but that result does make make them four points behind Charlton. Yep. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so they have given themselves a little bit of hope mm-hmm. of staying up. Um, Charlton, we'll get onto in a sec because I'm a bit worried about them. Yeah. But, but Wigan, I'm still not sold. I mean, again, it's, it's, you know,
1: two wins and four for Wigan. Um, it's a lot better than it was.
0: Mm.
1: And that's saying something. <laughs> and that is, that is saying something. It's, again, it, it comes down to the strength of character and whether they can consistently do it based yeah. on Wigan's chance creation and whatnot.
0: Mm, maybe not, but you never know. Yeah, they, they do have the capability of putting in a good performance. Mm-hmm. It's more so than Luton, I'd say. They, well, they've got good players there. What Wigan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have, and every so often they'll have a game where you think actually these guys could stay up, but then they'll put in a load of results mm-hmm. where it just dissolves all confidence yeah. they yeah. have in them. Uh Chef Wednesday, they're a, yeah. they're a weird kettle of fish. On really, really poor form, one win in six. Um, yeah, and that win was against Leeds. Yeah, <laughs> but obviously they lost to Blackburn five nil. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of weeks ago, lose here as well. Every time they look like they're about to make themselves a comfortable playoff team, they just completely fall to pieces. They're now 11th in the table, mm-hmm. uh, five points off the top six. Yeah. Gary Monk, something has got to be done to address this, hasn't he? Well, to get a bit more consistency. I know all, all the teams around the playoff yeah. places are dreadfully lacking consistency but Chef Wednesday seemed to be one of the least consistent teams amongst them.
1: No definitely yeah. obviously Fletcher getting injured is not not going to help them at all
0: No, um, and obviously they ha- they can't they haven't tried to replace him yet. Well I've heard they might be getting Wickham that was yeah. a rumour a couple of weeks ago it's nothing serious. has come of it yet but it looks like on the Final day tomorrow. Um, they're really going to give it a go. Yeah, but they, they need to
1: because they're obviously missing that that focal point because that seems to be the the difference in the form. Is it started to tail off when Fletcher got injured? But Gary Monk said in his his post match um, presser that he knows who he wants to take forward with him. He was very scathing in his criticism for the the Sheffield Wednesday players, and you know rightly so. It was a poor performance.
0: Yeah, Blackburn. They beat QPR 2-1 to maintain their playoff push. I said Mm -hmm. in a Sunday's episode that I didn't really see Blackburn getting into the playoffs. But they do pick up a few results and they do look quite good at the moment. Especially with the form of Adam Armstrong who scored again. Uh, Yeah, he's having a good season. So the way he is going... He's incredibly exciting because he was one who was full of promise, once. he, when he first burst yeah. onto the scene. Mm-hmm. And now he's showing that he actually can be a very good player at this level. And maybe if he keeps progressing like yeah. he is, could be a top, top player.
1: Well, he had that season, was it, at Coventry and then Barnsley, where he was very dangerous and he won. And then the, the move to the championship maybe was a bit too soon for him. He's taken him a while to settle at Blackburn, but he's looking so much, so much more composed now. Like he's, his feet in some of the, the goals that he scored recently have been so clever, and he, he's lightning quick, and he's turning into a good finisher. Yeah, definitely. And that, that's really that's great for Blackburn. Obviously, losing Dak when they did was very disappointing, but they've they've, you know, Armstrong's rediscovered his goal scoring form.
0: Yeah, and they're looking like a team with real promise at the moment Absolutely. as well, because they've got. A nice rounded side, I'd say. There aren't too many holes you can pick really in that no. Blackburn team. I mean, obviously, they can improve in mm. all areas because otherwise, it won't be a championship team. Uh, but <laughs> you, you know what I mean, don't you? They've got a nice consistency around the whole side. And yeah. Stuart Downing, we love Stuart Downing, don't we? Massively.
1: Yeah. I- yeah, I was going to say, like since this season, I didn't really appreciate him before. Mm. Um but since this Middlesbrough season, did either. No, clearly not. Um, but since this season, it's sort of like,
0: you know what, even at the age of what, you're a bloody good player yeah. at this level. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, QPR, uh, we don't want to talk too much about transfer business on this show. We want to kind of save it until Sunday. But I feel like we've got to talk about Naki Wells leaving. Because when you talk about... Um, blows that you can deliver Mm -hmm. to a team. I don't think a team could suffer a bigger blow, really, in the championship than QPR losing Naki Wells, because you talk about relying on your attack. Naki Wells was him and easy. Were the only ones really scoring for them. Especially. Even though they scored quite a lot of goals. Well,
1: th- their form started to tail off. Was it mid October? Mm. Uh, start of October. And it was only really them two that were still fairly consistent in terms of supplying goals and scoring goals.
0: Yeah. say Samuel has kind of come into what, it a bit. So sort of the last, yeah, five or six games, yeah. he's looked very, very good. Yeah. he. I, I wouldn't rely on him though, because he does seem a bit inconsistent to mm. me. Um, but. Going back to Naki Wells, yeah. Losing him is an absolute hammer blow, really, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I'm sort of wincing at the thought of it because as I say, he's he's a deadly finisher for any team at this level. Mm. Um, he's, he's actually
0: he's, the best he's got the best conversion rate in the championship. Yeah,
1: he's 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 always been that sort of player. I think he wasn't valued uh, very well at because he's certainly a player that that as I say can, can score goals. Um you know, and obviously Burnley it was a weird signing of Burnley for Sean Dyche anyway, um, but he's, he's a very good player at this level. And anyone, any, any team who's got him in the side, they're going to miss his goals. And QPR, who have relied him in, like, relied on him especially of late. Where does his QPR side go now?
0: No, it's a, it's a very concerning time to be a QPR fan, mm. I'd say, because the defence still needs addressing badly. Uh, especially after they got rid of Tony Leisner today. Mm. Weird, weird move for me. I know he's he's not particularly in favour with Warburton, but that leaves them down to two centre-backs. Grant Hall. And Masterson. Yeah, and Bobby's Um, injured, isn't he? Yeah, and Leisner, as far as I'm concerned, is their best centre-back. QPR fans were saying differently earlier uh, when I mentioned it on Twitter, but... He's definitely their best centre back for me.
1: They've they've looked a lot more and that's assured.
0: that's not that's not very good that's not a very high standard, it's gotta be pointed <laughs> out as well.
1: Yeah, well, they've looked more assured with him in the side. Um I think it was the Brentford game. Jeff Cameron started as centre back and they looked awful. And obviously he moved into midfield and masters and came on at half time and they looked a lot better. Um but still I'm not convinced by Grant Hall, clearly, the amount of goals they've conceded. Leisner for me, as as you said, I think it was their their better centre half.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um I can only see this QPR side moving down the table at this point. Can you? Well, you've lost Naki Wells. Yeah. If 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 they can't replace him then ooh, yeah. Well they've got Hugel who is he, he scored a few goals this season, but mm. I'm by no means convinced by him at all, really, because he has got a pretty inconsistent, shall we say, uh, goal record. Mm, yeah. Because he'll go a few games where he just can't hit the back of the net for neither love or money. Yeah, um, But the rest of the side needs to chip in with more goals. Definitely. And the defence. We know yeah. it's leaky. Mm-hmm. We know it's leakier than a sieve. Um, <laughs> it's, that needs to be addressed. It probably will do tomorrow, I imagine. Otherwise... They're buggered. I don't think they'll go down. They're too far away from the relegation zone. Yep. But they're just going to slide and slide down the table, and maybe even drop.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, as I say, you lose goals, you lose a, a good defender, and if you don't replace them, then it's not going to be. It's not going to be a great second half, is it? No. Really, after after the window closes.
0: No. Well, just I We'll move on in a sec. But final point. The thing is, we've said. They are relying massively on outscoring the opposition, mm-hmm. and if those goals dry up, then they're in a bit of a bit of shit, really. Um, and yeah. that looks like that's about to happen now.
1: It's worth pointing out that in some games they have been organised, they have been good. Mm. Um, Leads. Yeah, exactly. Uh, sometimes, yeah, luck goes your way, but I can see them, you know, bouncing back onto that strategy in the second half of the season, which compared to the first half of the season, is a far cry.
0: Mm. Let's go to Hull v Huddersfield. That finished 2-1 to the away side after a 96th minute winner from Steve mm. Um We'll start with Hull because, again, we don't want to talk too much about um, transfer news because it could all change by tomorrow. But Hull are possibly about to lose... Jared Bowen and Camel Grisicki. hmm Yes. Which seems like absolute insanity. At this stage of the window, yes, definitely. I mean, at any stage of the window, I'd say, just yeah. because Jared Bowen is their best player. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that. Yep. He's one of the best players in the championship. Um Camel probably one of the more underrated Attackers really in the championship because maybe he gets a bit av- overshadowed by Bowen. Probably yeah. um, losing one of them, I can accept. Bowen, his contract is is running out. Must has Grisicki's uh, is as well, and he's also getting on a bit. It's got to be pointed yeah. out. Uh, so losing one of them, I can understand. Sell them now and make as much money while you can. Losing both of them is suicide. Uh, going forward, yes, yeah, definitely.
1: um I see the log- logic in Grisiki, you know he's he's on a, a big contract, they've got an option to extend, but you know they might as well take the money for him. um the Bowen one at this stage of the window is madness. it's a good bid for him um but as I say, it's madness losing them both at
0: a day before the transfer window. Or the day of the transfer window closing. Yeah, We we shouldn't talk about this too much because people will be listening to this tomorrow and it could have all changed. (laughs) So we'll we'll keep it brief um, and talk about it a bit more on Sunday. Um, But if that does happen, my God, what on earth are they doing? Um, I mean, I had them down for maybe being a dark horse for the playoffs. But if they lose, I, I think if they lose either of them, then... That's definitely not happening Mm -hmm. at all. Uh, Huddersfield, this makes it two half-decent results, really, in two games now. They drew with Brentford a couple of weeks ago and then uh, beat Hull on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Really, they're moving away from the the relegation battle now, really. and uh, It's looking like it's more of a four-horse race at this point, really, isn't it? But Huddersfield, like Stoke, we expecting them to move away. And I think that's pretty much going to happen now.
1: Yeah, you'd hope so. The, the, the results they picked up, um, they got you know a win against Blackburn, you know, a good Blackburn side, a draw against uh, Brentford, a good, very good Brentford side, and obviously mm. they've beat the Hall. Um, which, compared to losses against Barnsley, Stoke and uh, what's the one? Middlesbrough, they seem to do better against teams that are <laughs> further up the table. But, you know, those results... Uh, they're going to push the team, the team up the table. Performances you can draw on beating the better teams. You know it'd be better to beat the teams around you, but it's an important result given that Wigan, Luton both won. Yeah, and Stoke.
0: Well, they've got Fulham away on a Saturday, so we'll see if your theory is correct.
1: Uh, it would be interesting to, to <laughs> see that. <laughs>
0: Let's finish off with the final game from the Tuesday nights. It was Bristol City who beat Reading one nil away. Bristol City, another of those teams in and around the playoffs, very much lacking consistency, but it does make it three wins on the trot now. Yeah, three the clean sheets as well. Yeah, three clean sheets, um, all <laughs> oh, one nil. Yep, Patterson has been integral to that. Yeah, we'll get on to him in a sec, but these are three games really that they had to win because they're three teams who are in the bottom half of the table um, so it provides a bit more calm at Ashton mm-hmm. Gate because it has been a bit tense yeah. as of late yeah. with Lee Johnson and the fans not being entirely pleased with what he's been doing recently there, there uh, was a bit of stirring yes but this does leave them in the playoff positions consistency 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 that's what they need. That's what any of those teams around there needs. Yeah. Why, <laughs> Why isn't it happening? <laughs>
1: it's, that's, what it, that's what I alluded to at the weekend is the way I feel the standards have dropped this season in the league, that teams just haven't been consistent enough. You know, we saw, was it a 12-point gap at one point between the automatics and the playoffs? Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that that's close to two points now. It's It's bloody infuriating. And I can only imagine how more infuriating is for the supporters of these clubs that the teams just cannot pick up a run of form. But, you know, we've seen Forrest do it, Bristol City have now won three on the trot, three clean sheets on the trot. These are results that really do matter and at this point in the season, they're going to push up the table and obviously consistency it's started to develop a bit.
0: Yes, and it could very well continue this Saturday because they've got QPR away. And as we've just mentioned with QPR, they're in a bit of a pickle themselves. Mm-hmm. But last point on Bristol City, Jamie Patterson, who said it was like a new signing. Yeah. He's been unbelievable, hasn't he? And it does make you wonder why he didn't get a go at Derby. It's Yeah, it's a weird one, given that he's... Makes you wonder why he got loaned out in the first place, actually, as well. Yeah. I
1: mean, Elyson is, I think Eliasson, his record this season is 13 starts, 13 sub-appearances. He's got the most assists in the league. Patterson, again, fairly underappreciated and his form has been ridiculous. So, Lee Johnson, start them both all the time. Yeah. You'll get points.
0: Eliason particularly. I, I don't understand why he doesn't start more, particularly because he's, he's got a hell of a left foot on him, yeah, Anthony. Yeah. Absolute wand.
1: I yeah, I understand they play three-four-three
0: three at times, but yeah. Eliasson is your best provider. Well, he's one of the best providers in the league. Exactly. As you say, he's got the most assists. And maybe lacks a bit of consistency, but as you say, get him on the pitch and he will wang them into Jeju's head. Uh, Reading. Um, they're on a bit of a dodgy run of form themselves. They yeah. <laughs> one, minute, one minute, Reading look like they're slowly going to you know, make table. a surge up the table, but then it just goes off the rails. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, They're without a win in four games now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's including the Cup as well. Um, actually, I think it's longer than that. Um, but yeah, they're, they're without a win in a few games now. and I just don't know what to make of this Reading side, really, because we look at them and think, on paper, this is a half-decent side. Yeah. That maybe with... The right person in charge could be a playoff contender. Playoff contender isn't happening this season, no, way no. too far off the pace. Um, I know you're a big Bowen fan. Um, Jared Bowen. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not Mark Bowen. Uh, that was sarcasm because I know <laughs> Mark Bowen isn't your favourite manager, but is he the right man it, to uh, really get something out of this Reading side? Uh, well, th- we know they've got a fairly decent
1: side. They underperformed under Gomez. They have picked up form under Bowen, so credit to Bowen for picking them up. Because Reading, for me, I've sometimes looked like one of those teams that are destined for relegation. But as I said, you know, Bowen's picked them up, and they have looked pretty good. They've been they've been very clinical, and they beat some. They got some good results on the way. You obviously, beat Fulham in the other week. Um, that was the last win. But I think mid-table finish this season. You know, when we answered the question at the weekend about playoff contenders next season, I wouldn't be surprised to see Reading in that um, in that group of teams that mm-hmm. should be aiming for next season.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I completely understand. If, if they
1: can keep hold of key players like Swift and uh, Cabral as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, I think that pretty much sums up the midweek games. Mm-hmm. As I say, it's very much a streamlined version of the second tier podcast, and we just like to. Give our listeners something to listen to on their Friday commute to work. Yeah, you know, 3pm in the uh, the office on a Friday. What are you going to listen to? Yeah. The podcast. Or alternative podcasts. But make sure you listen to us because we're good. We, yeah. We try at least. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah, so this has been the second tier podcast. We'll be back again on Sunday, where you'll have our reviews of all the matches. Uh, the other news, we'll have a transfer roundup as well. I think we've got. We're going to we're gonna have
1: to dissect what I think is going to be an absolute shit show. Yeah, of rush transfers. Yeah, bad decisions and
0: yeah. If you're listening to this on the way home from work tomorrow, I imagine you'll have a better idea of what's going on with the transfer window it looks like everything has just waited until the right on the last day for whatever reason no idea why it happens but that definitely looks like that's going to be the case so we'll give you all our thoughts about that on Sunday I've been Ryan Dilkes I've been Justin Peach thank you for listening Make it feel all right you all right